Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, my name is Sydney Sarah and welcome to Sydney's Prophetic Podcast where I speak into your life and minister to you prophetically. Well, hello. Happy Monday. So start of, of a new week. And um, the Lord wanted me to come on here to talk about fasting and how, because I'm, I'm on a 21 day fast currently with a friend of mine and we have like we've been really serious about this going forth and this is the most successful fast that I've ever been on um and I'm going to talk about that and the importance of fasting this is like we're going to be you know bringing up a couple of scriptures as the Holy Spirit leads me to but this is just me uh sharing my experience with fasting and how this one this year on today, like the, or this month that I've been on has been really just revolutionary for my soul. So let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord God, for this day, for our, for the listeners that are listening to your podcast right now, that are listening to these um, episodes and who's going to favor it, who's going to share it, who's going to have other people listen to it. I just thank you, God, for this platform and Again, as I decrease, you increase in Jesus name. Amen. So I've always struggled with fasting because it was just, you know, I thought it was just for the Lord and me focusing on that. Like, okay, this is for God, you know, because the Bible always talks about fasting and praying or these things only come by fasting and praying you know, that scripture. So I always thought like, okay, this is for God. This is what I need to do for God. This is what I need to do to be righteous, quote unquote, to be holy, quote unquote, you know, to be really a Christian. This is what Christians do. But I always, like now that I look back, I always failed because I was looking at it as a thing of, this is for me to look good. This is for me to look holy. And like I was, it was very self-righteous because I was giving all glory to my flesh instead of all glory to God. And I was making it about me rather than like, I thought I was making it about God, but I was, I was making it for, I was making it rather about me looking good in front of God rather than me obeying God. And this is what God wants me to do. And his power come into my soul and, and, uh, upgrade my spirit man, feed my spirit man, uplift my spirit man or my inner man. Some people say, so yeah, but now that I have learned throughout, you know, a few sermons about what fasting really is and to break it down, it's when you really, it's a major, one of the major ways to crucify the flesh It's when you starve the flesh and you feed your spirit It's when you feed your inner man. It's when you feed, um, yeah, your, your spirit man to, to receive breakthrough restoration. He, like I am doing that. I'm receiving breakthrough and rest. I'm believing God. Cause you got to fast with faith too. You can't just be fasting to be fasting. You know, it has to be led by the Holy Spirit, the best way to fast is to, for it to be led by the Holy Ghost. And he tells you, okay, I need you to fast from this set time to this set time. Like for example, my fast that I'm doing now, I'm fasting. I'm not 
eating anything. I can at least drink water. Um, and I'm fasting from 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. So, you know, the Holy Spirit will say a set time like that, or he will have you not eat for, let's say three, I've done a three day fast, uh, where I just drink just water, just, just liquids. Um, I, I've heard people do like a 21 day fast like that, a 40 day fast even, um, and so, but you have to be careful because sometimes that can be dangerous. So let this be Holy Spirit led because we, we still need food, but this is spiritual food, what fasting is. So again, it can't, you can't just be starving yourself to be starving yourself. You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, it has to be Holy Spirit led and it's okay if you need like your medication or if you need to eat at any set time because of any health conditions, please don't feel, you know, condemned about that. If you're just now learning about fasting through this podcast, just don't, you know, do what you can for Jesus. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's what fasting is in a nutshell. If I were to give it to like a definition and the Bible also talks about when you fast, do not let anybody know. The Bible also says like Jesus was telling the disciples, you know, the Pharisees or just, just people in general around them when they fasted, they always had like a droopy look on their face. Like, oh, I'm fasting, poor, woe is me, you know, type of deal. And Jesus was just like, okay, no, I'm, what I need y'all to do is just don't tell them it's between you and the father, number one. And then number two, like, do not tell anybody just act like act like everything is okay act like you just ate some a good hefty lunch okay um i feel led to let's go to that scripture really quickly so yeah it's just it's it and it's another way of it's just another way of of not for you to just to make it all about you. Don't don't make is because he they made it all about them when they was being all droopy like that in the in the face and and it's it's really not this like it was very dramatic. <laughs> it was very extra. Okay, so Matthew chapter six verses sixteen says, "And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites." For they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. Verse 17. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. Verse 18. That your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your father who is in secret. And your father who is in secret will reward you. I want to say in a KJV. It says, you know, who the. Yes, there we go. That's better. He will reward you openly i want to read it there we go verse 18 six, chapter matthew chapter 6 verses 18 in the kjv says that thou appear not unto men to fast but unto thy father which is in secret and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly so you know don't don't be fast and just you know to make yourself look good all in all like let this be because this fast for me is truly intimate between me and god like it's and is at most between, you know, me, Jesus, and a friend of mine. So, so it's, it's, it's very, it's very, it's a very powerful thing 
when you do it correctly or as correctly as possible. And this is why else you can't be the only thing that can be posted like that when it regarding fast is a corporate fast that you and your church or your godly community that you that you all do. And it has to be posted, you know, but, but between you guys, you know, it does not have to be posted everywhere. It only be posted on public platforms for the the church to do, you know. So when a pastor calls for a, I've done a 40 day uh, fast with my pastors before with my previous pastors and we, but what happened was we were able to eat, but it was kind of like around the clock, like we'll be able to eat, let's say at one o'clock, then tomorrow we'd be able to eat at two o'clock. Then we'll be able to eat at three o'clock and then four o'clock to five. It went like that. It was a very, it was a, it was a very strategic fast. Like that fast really changed and shook some stuff up. And that's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to shake foundations that are not of God. It's supposed to, you know, reveal the root of sin on the inside of you. So you can receive breakthrough um, he physical healing. I mean, it's in the secular world, they call it inter in wow, Jesus, interminate fasting. I think I said that right. It's in, yeah, interminate, yeah, interminate fasting. Um, as another way to lose weight, but biblical, like spiritual fasting is not about you. It is now, I will say this, it does help with believe in God for healing of physical ailments of health conditions that you may have. And just like, okay, Jesus, I want this to be reversed. Like, let's say you went to the doctor and they found a tumor, you know, or, you know, some, something cancerous on the inside of you. And you're just like, okay, I believe the report of the Lord. I'm fasting and praying for that to come against that in the name of Jesus and for that tumor to be gone. And there are plenty of miracles of people testifying about seeing a tumor. Then all of a sudden it disappears. So, you know, when you fast and pray for that, that is also, that also applies with what biblical fasting is and believing God for a healing because fasting really does. I remember I heard one testimony of this woman saying like, if she had, I think it was on the radio, like if she had not have fasted and if she would have ate some meat, like if she would have, if she would have really ate some solid foods and the Lord put her on a fast, if she would have ate some solid foods, it, her health condition would have been way worse than it was then. And she was able to get healed, I believe. But the point of it all was that if she was not fasting, it was just eating as regular, like her health conditions would have been like would have been way worse. So, yeah, fasting can save your life. It, when it's Holy Spirit led, fasting can save your life. So, but, uh, examples of fasting in the Bible is um, Esther when she told her uncle Mordecai, her and the Jews, to fast so that um, Esther can go up to the king. But she couldn't, she had to request for the king to do some things for her, but she needed permission. And because she did it without permission, she could have gotten. The king could have ordered her to get killed and be executed, but they were fasting and praying for her to make a way to set the Jews free, which I mean, if you know the story of Esther, she eventually did. Um, another, I mean, Jesus fasting for 40 days and 40 nights and then being tempted in the garden of Gethsemane by the enemy and him saying, get thee behind me, Satan. And it is written things like that. And 
what I, I said, the scripture, don't, these things only come by fasting and praying. It's so we see examples clearly of in what it says in the Bible about fasting and the important, the all in all importance of it is to, again, to starve your flesh, crucify the flesh and feed your, your purposely feeding your spirit, man. It is still important to, you know, listen to your sermons. It's still important to, 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 um, you know, do your devotionals. That's brilliant ways to feed your spirit. But fasting, mm, ooh we, because you're already you see. Here's the thing: you're denying yourself of food. Now, this is not the only way. I'm gonna get into that later. This is not the only way to fast. But let's say uh, it's a fast with no food. You're already denying yourself of food. Like I miss having cereal in the morning, and I never thought I would even say that. I cannot wait because my fast is about to end. This 21 day fast for me and my friend is about to end this Wednesday. So after on Thursday, like Thursday morning, oh, I'm going to rush into that kitchen and get me a bowl of cereal because I miss having a bowl of cereal in the morning. Like I have to have a bowl of cereal like in the afternoon and it just feels so backward. So you're already denying yourself of having food. That's literally already denying yourself. You're denying your, uh, your flesh already. And now, and because this is this, the whole goal is to deny your flesh, to crucify your flesh and to purposely build, feed, uplift your spirit man. Make it, it's like you taking your spirit man to the gym and you're, you're lifting weights and, and you're feeding it like, I don't know, veggies and fruits and veggies and all that stuff, just and protein and just the necessary stuff that your spirit man needs to be built up. So that way. The Bible says, be not ignorant of Satan's devices. So you can catch when the enemy is being crafty and cunning much more because discernment gets stronger. You know, the, the voice of God for me gets so clear when I'm fasting. And, and, and it, it really like my connection with God gets more, uh, it gets tighter. And it's like, I'm, I'm knowing more scriptures but like with the when incorrect context and everything, not just saying I'm going to purposely memorize the scripture. I mean, that's cool that you are. I mean, kudos to you. But I'm saying like I am really like getting more revelation of scripture. I'm getting, you know, just being more connected to God because my flesh is no longer in the way. That's the whole point of fasting. So your flesh moving your flesh out of the way. OK, so now different types of fast. Um. What's a really popular type of fast as of lately because of social media is social media fast. And basically when you see slash God points out to you, hey, you've been on Facebook more than you've been in, in your word. You've been on Twitter. You've been scrolling on Instagram rather than scrolling through your devotional. Hey, you have been listening to, you know, random YouTube videos than listening to sermons. Um, so it's about high time that we fix that, right? And get the priorities straight, <laughs> get your priorities straight. So fasting from social media, you know, if you're not on the internet for, or on social media, rather, if you're not on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, what have you, Tumblr, what have you, or Snapchat for a set time or for a set amount of days. I remember I did that. And it's a real thing, even though to some people it sounds ridiculous. But I remember I was on social media fast again with like former uh, church under former church leadership. 
And that ever since then, I have not. And I'm so happy. Like, I feel like I've been been set free from feeling like I got to be on Facebook so much. I, I barely go on Facebook now. I only go on Facebook to scroll a little bit and to um to to listen to like certain Facebook lives from like ministers and pastors and whatnot that are extremely helpful and um to promote this podcast and that's that's really about it. But otherwise like that really just showed me how much I do not need social media and it helped me to look at to use it in a more healthy way and to not uh to 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 not always be on it so much and 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 not be on it way more than I'm talking to God because that's not cool. And so that was the whole point of that fast. Uh another fast is like I've heard people saying like women saying like fasting from men or like men fasting from women. <laughs> I kind of don't know what that means and that's really no shade. I I just don't know like what they mean by that, but that's one fast. Um, a Daniel fast. Uh, another fast is in scripture uh, is when Daniel did not eat any meat. It was a ve- it basically you being vegan for a set time. He ate fruits and vegetables and that was it. You know, so. Um, and no, and he's he said fruits and vegetables and no wine touched my lips. So, you know, no alcohol. Just and I mean, with fast in general, it's not good to eat alcohol or eat alcohol. What drink alcohol? <laughs> but um, yeah. So just being eating fruits and vegetables for a set time. Um, that's a great fast. Really great fast. Uh, what else? That's all of the fasts that I can think of. I mean, just whatever gets you in the way between like. Gets in the way between you and God and is what you're in your feeding your flesh, that thing. And I'm not talking about like, you know, if it's something sinful, like, like I've um, been talking about trans, like being transparent with my last podcast episode, um, <clears throat> I'm really getting restored and just breaking this stronghold. God, well, God is breaking the stronghold of porn addiction in my soul. So I, that's not a thing to fast from. That's the thing to stop doing, <laughs> you know? So that's the thing of lust, lust is sin. So I am fasting to break through, to get a breakthrough from that. But then also like what can be, cause there's a difference between what's feeding your flesh and what's straight up sinful. Like me, me being addicted to porn was straight up sinful. And but what me like me being on social media for so long and not being in my word and not spending time with God, that's not sin, but it is still of the flesh and that's getting in the way of your relationship with God. So fasting is you when you fast from something is when you it's not a sinful thing. It's just the thing that gets you in the way between it gets in the way between you and God, and that's what needs to, you know, go ahead and, and get eradicated. Um, also, okay, let's, okay, I feel led to say, like, what I've been going through with this 21-day fast, specifically. So, it was, man, this fast, I was saying it was, I'm still on it, like, I have a couple of days left, 
But this fast has been the most powerful fast for me I think I've ever done in my entire life. Because now that I know, like, it's for discipline. Oh, another thing with fasting. It's supposed to help you be more disciplined. I mean, because not eating for a set time. And I was supposed to be waking up at 6 o'clock. That has not been happening. But I haven't been eating, no. I have not been eating from, you know, a set time to a set time. And I have not been drinking water all the way through. But I'm just now incorporating it into the fast. And I should have been doing that from the get-go. But, um... It's been my most successful fast because I, first of all, now having the proper information about what fasting is about, I can now go about it the correct way and apply it and now see like, oh, okay, this is what I'm, this fast is me seeing like, okay, this is how fasting is supposed to be. (laughs) This is how fasting is supposed to be. This is how fasting is supposed to go. So, yeah, I've, I've been doing that. Um, I was, or I've been seeing that rather. I've been seeing that. Um, I've been, I mean, I've just been feeling how I've, cause the goal for this fast was to completely eradicate cycles and internal conflicts inside of me. Uh, I just wanted to be made over. I want to be made new. Because the Bible says, for old things have passed away. Behold, all things are made new. Whoever is in Christ is a new creature. I want to be that new creature. I have, I'm like, I've struggled with perfectionism, rejection, the religious spirit, self-righteousness, being judgmental, being a hypocrite, like literally acting like the Pharisees in the Bible. Like we, like a lot of people in church act like modern day Pharisees. But anyway, I'm not going to get into that. That's another segment for another day. Um. But I was one of those people and not giving people the grace that has been received to me. Because see, here's the thing. When the Bible says to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength, we are receiving the grace of God from him to us for ourselves. And then when it says love your neighbor as yourself, it's like, okay, now the grace of God that has that I know that is for me, that I have received is not a feeling you have to see with God. You can't just feel that you that he loves you have to know that he loves you You can't just feel like oh i'm a child of god i feel like i'm a child of god or i feel holy today no you have to know that you're a child of god you have to know that you're holy you have to know that you're righteous so when you when you have come into that knowledge it's not a feeling it's not emotions when you have come into that knowledge that god does love you god died on jesus died on the cross for you you do have the grace of god therefore yes you are holy yes you are righteous no matter what sin you struggle with that grace first of all is very powerful that even i know apostle one of uh, my favorite pastor apostle matthew stevenson said that grace is not the excuse for uh, for sin but the cure for sin because the and the holy spirit revealed to me the grace of god really quickly I, i'm on this tangent about the grace of god but the grace of god the objective of it is to be so good like you see how god is so good to you that you don't want to disappoint him you don't want to disobey him you don't want to be rebellious to him you want to obey him you want to submit to him because the grace of god for your life and what you struggle with is so great for you it's so powerful and transformative for you that you're just like i don't want you're too good for me to not obey you you're too good hallelujah you're too good for me to not submit to you 
That's the objective of the grace of God. So once you come into that revelation, then when you love your neighbor as yourself, you are now giving others the grace of God that God is giving you personally. That's why, you know, when you you have to forgive others so that God is forgiving you because you will look like a hypocrite if you don't forgive them. But God forgave you via the cross. Come on now. God forgave our sins and casting them in the sea of forgetfulness. Micah 7, 19. Um, in the depths of the sea is what it says. But so, yeah. Um, me, but see, that revelation is like what I'm now taking into my soul. Because now it's going from me knowing that logically to now applying that in my soul so that way I can be restored from religion and restored from self-righteousness and restored from rejection and perfectionism and the the works-based salvation. I can be restored from that and just depend on Jesus. He says, "For come to me all who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So I can now rest in Jesus and now taking on his yoke, which is easy and taking on his burden, which is light. Right. So that is um, what I'm learning in this fast, what I'm receiving in this fast. And it's breaking shackles, it's breaking chains, it's breaking altars that I did not know I erected because, I mean, being deceived by the enemy all in all is what it is. Uh, and, 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 and really getting free from strongholds, like not just bondages. There's a difference between bondages and strongholds. Bondages are yes, the things that the enemy ensnares you with, but strongholds, strongholds are psychological because it's a thing like, it's like, it's like a bondage, but on steroids. It's, it's when it's, it, it really tampers with your perception and your psyche of things. Like you have to, um, that's when you got to unlearn some stuff to break strongholds and that, that you got to fast. That's the type of stuff you got to fast to break because it's now like, okay, you got to something, the devil used, you know, something with your flesh. Cause see this deception is what I've, someone quoted this and, um, or someone said this and I'm, I don't know who, who said it, but I wish I remembered, but they said deception is a lot of truth. With a little bit of lie. It's the truth, but with a little lie. And that little lie, who we does it doesn't doesn't do some damage, you know. So it and, and our flesh responded to that. Something about it. Like I know in my flesh and the pride. See, this is why religious spirit is a prideful spirit, because it took me a long time. This is why the religious spirit is a stronghold as well. Because it's, it's all about us being looking good. Like we, we look like Christian. We look holier than now when, you know, we memorize all this scripture and we're doing all this for God. We're praying 50 times a day. We fasting 11 times out the week, you know, all this stuff. Like the Pharisee in the temple, like, oh, I thank you, God. I'm not like the tax collector. You know, I fast and I, I pay my tithes and I, you know, it's, 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 it's to boost yourself up. You know, and I could not fathom for the longest time that the grace of God is something that I do not deserve and I did not earn. And the religious spirit, again, it's a works-based salvation. But the Bible says in Ephesians 2, 9, is not of works, lest any man should boast. So it's a thing I had to really, like that, whew, 
that had to be crucified in my flesh greatly because I just could not get over the fact that I don't deserve it. And, but that's the, but God just like in my ear, like, that's the whole point. (laughs) That's the whole point. Grace of God is the undeserved unearned. Like if uh, Romans 11, six, this is why I love the scripture so much. Romans 11, six says, grace. Let me know. Let let me not even paraphrase it. Cause I love it too much to even paraphrase it. Let me know. We will go to it. Romans 11, six. But it is, this is Apostle Paul speaking, but if it is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works. Otherwise, grace would no longer be grace. So in a nutshell, let's read that in the KJV because it's better in the KJV with that because there's a lot of scriptures that I love the ESV, but, and not a lot, but there are some scriptures that are much better in the KJV. There we go. And if by grace, then it is. Is it no more of works? Otherwise, grace is no more grace. So let's break that down real, real quick. And if by grace, then is in no more of works. So I cannot just say that I I know, you know, Jesus died on the cross for me. I know that he loves me. I have received his grace, but then I'm still trying to make myself earn it. Like, no, like grace is something that you can, the whole point of grace is that you cannot earn it. The whole point of grace is that you cannot deserve it. Okay. So next part of the scripture, but if, if it be of works, then is it no more grace? Otherwise work is no more work. So that, that's that in a nutshell, you know? And so I'm really now receiving the grace of God. And being okay with the fact that I don't deserve it. Being okay with the fact that I did not earn it. And it's humbling. I'm I'm being humbled. In the, you know, in the most gentle way possible. Because God can humble somebody and not care how you feel. Because God opposes the proud but gives grace to humble. But God is showing me, like, this is just pride that has been so, that has been there for a long time. And it's just been in my flesh for so long. It's going to take some time to get it out. It's going to take some time for me to stop focusing on myself. This is this is what biblical humility humility is. If you listen to my previous segments in this podcast, that biblical humility is taking the focus off yourself. Yes, you're free from pride and arrogance and whatnot, but you take the you're taking the focus off of yourself and putting the focus back on Jesus. That's biblical humility. So I am now currently in this fast, seeing how it is so like is going to change my life when all of this crap of of religiosity gets out of me and I'm full in every area of my life, fully accepting the grace of God. Like I'm being set free right now. I'm being restored right now it's taking some time because again it's just it's a stronghold it's been here for years i mean the church has been learning this erroneous doctrine building up our flesh our self-righteousness which is in isaiah says of filthy rags might i add and to be real let's let's get a little um, i might make you uncomfortable here but uh anyway um self-righteousness being as filthy rags in the bible a filthy rag because give you a hint we use tampons and pads now. The women in the Bible back then, they ain't had no pads, they ain't had no tampons. 
they had rags for their period. Filthy rags is basically a menstrual pad for a woman living in those times. It's a it's like a raggedy towel that they put, you know, in their I don't know underwear because I don't know they I hope they wore underwear back then I don't know but it's what they used to catch all the blood from their period back then a, a filthy rag glory be to God we got pads and tampons now because Jesus but anyway when when the Bible says our, our self righteousness is a filthy rag that's what it means mm-hmm. uh huh like a tampon like a like a menstrual pad so it's just like I'm now just. I am now being restored from things that have held me back in the past for so long. I am now being just revolutionized. I'm now being a completely new person. And most of all, I am living my life. I am living life at like, there's a difference between being alive and living. I am now living my life. I am now living you know, every day, like it's my last, I'm now appreciating life. I'm now appreciating, you know, the waking up in the morning, the sun shining, smelling, like I'm literally smelling the roses. Like I am now, cause I've, I felt so dead, you know, just always trying to be perfect for people. Always, you know, trying to deny what I wanted, always trying to, you know, uh, uh, push under the rug or push away the things that made me an individual that made me, you know, Sydney that made me, uh, that, that, that what I truly wanted or what truly makes me happy. I always kept pushing that away for other folk opinions. And now being set free from that, the Bible calls that the fear of man. It's a bit of the fear of man is basically the Bible saying being free from, or, or, or the fear of man is the Bible saying caring about what people think, you know, that's just all in all what the fear of man is. So being free from the fear of man um, and, and, and really just embracing the grace of God and being humble with everything, like from the real stuff of just, you know, me making mistakes, falling on my face, being imperfect, having flaws to, to, to letting him really just like the grace of God is just when you receive it, you're just letting God love on you and you're, and then you're coming into your identity as a child of God. And for so long, I thought God rejected me because I wasn't perfect because I wasn't, because I thought for the longest time that only perfect people go to heaven. Only perfect people get to be loved and accepted by God. Not so, not so Jesus hung out with prostitutes. Jesus hung out with the publican and, and the, the, no, let me take it a step further. The Jesus in the Bible, it says Jesus hung out with reputable sinners. It ain't just the sinners that, you know, they sin, but they can hide it well. It's the, it's the stuff that people were known for. People were known for their sin and Jesus hung out with them. Like they was, they, like they were homies, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, that's not, no. And he also, Jesus also said, who the father sends me, I will in no wise cast out. So come to Jesus. That's all I got to say. Like come to Jesus. The grace of God is so rich. You know, it'll change your life. It's already changing my life because it's changing me. The only way to change your life is for you to change. So 
I am, I, I have fallen more in love with Jesus than I could ever imagine. I'm closer to God than I could ever imagine. And I want you to say this simple poem with me that God gave me is like a, you don't even need to say this poem to be saved, but this is a cute little poem to say, you know, as a prayer for you to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior in your heart. So repeat after me. Lord God, I repent. I believe in the son you sent. He died on the cross just for me. To heaven I'll go. To heaven I'll be. Congratulations. You is saved. Ooh, period. Um, And I'm now your sister in Christ. Welcome to the family. I'll say this. Jesus is the best thing that's ever happened in my life. So I'm sure he's going to show up and show out for you. And no matter, you're going to experience trials and tribulations, might I add. Because this whole, I don't know what this whole uh, uh, deception was that, you know, when you become Christian, everything's all hunky-dory and peaches and cream. No. Jesus said, you will experience trials and tribulations, but take heart for I have overcome the world. And if anything... These trials and tribulations that are going to happen in your life because you accepted Jesus even more than now are there are going to happen for you to purposely get stronger, to purposely get better, to purposely get wiser, to purposely get better. You know, it's, it's just like you Asian, like fine wine in a way, but you're getting better with time. Hallelujah. So they're not for no reason. They are not, you know, for, and don't, do not think that when hard times come against, come on you or hard times fall on you that, and, and, and I don't know, you didn't pray one evening or like you didn't fast a certain day, (laughs) you know, whatever. It's not because God hates you. God does not hate us. God loves us. God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son and whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So it's not, no, it's not at all. Because of that. And we, and I believe even, you know, new believers, you know, babes in Christ, people who just got saved will even can already see the difference between, you know, you doing something, a sin, you doing a sin and you know, you're not supposed to do a sin and you see the consequences of that sin versus, you know, you just being human and forgetting to, I don't know, I pray, forgetting, you, you know, you didn't read your Bible one day. There's a difference between you know, those two things happening. It's not when hard times fall and you know, you've been in your word, you know, you've been obedient as much as you can. You know, you've been submitted as much as you can. It's not because God is punishing you. It is because he's going to make you an even stronger individual an even stronger person for the calling that he has on your life and an even better person for the ministry that he's about to birth in you going forth. So I wanted to clarify that because a lot of people think that when hard times fall on them and they know they've been obedient, that they just think, oh, did I sin? Did I do something wrong? Did I do that? We know when we're doing something we're not supposed to do. Like, well, I think we, we, we know that. Like, if you, you know, you know, you're supposed to be abstinent. You're supposed to be abstinent, but you answered that booty call. And there's even a grace of God for that. But, you know, you go to that person's house, 12 midnight, you know, you're not supposed to be there. You know, there's a, I'm just, there is a difference between when we know that we did something, we know doggone well we're not supposed to do. And 
versus things happening in life that are completely out of our control. And it's just like, it just seems like one bad thing after another, after another, after another. And you know that you've been obeying the voice of the Lord. No, when you're, when you're being faithful and hard times fall, it's just only because he's making you stronger. You, and you will get through it. It would, and you know, the, the phrase, what doesn't kill you, make you stronger. I'm just not understanding that by the way. Um, but you know, whatever God takes you through, first of all, give it all to him, cast your cares on unto God for he cares for you. And just know that he's with you every step of the way. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean on to your own understanding, but in all that ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. That's Proverbs chapter three, verse five through six. So it's just for you to, to, I don't know why I'm on this so much for so long, but is to make you is to make you better is to just to make you a testimony in in and of itself of you and your life and what you and to also the things that you go through are, are for somebody else seriously that's where ministry comes in because how can you minister to folk if you've never been where they're at oh hallelujah how can you minister to folk if you don't even understand their struggles hmm so yeah anyway uh okay i think i can get off of this now <laughs> um i upload every monday wednesday and friday at 3 p.m or at least around 3 p.m follow me on twitter at sydney podcast capital s-i-d-n-i capital p-o-d-c-a-s-t like my page on facebook sydney's prophetic podcast and yeah make sure you like and keep up with that because that's where i'll be doing announcements updates um talking about any special guests that may come through. I'll be doing my announcements there. Also, if you feel if you feel led to sow into this ministry, feel led by the Holy Ghost, go to anchor.fm backslash S-I-D-N-I-P-P and click the support button. You can sow into this ministry monthly for a dollar, five dollars, or ten dollars. And or if you don't only just want to sow in one time for the one time, you just only want to sow in one time. Um, go to my cash app at dollar sign, capital S I D and I capital G also send me a voice message at anchor.fm backslash Sydney S I D and I dash P P and send me a message of encouragement or constructive criticism. I want to make this the best podcast for God and my listeners. And so you can continuously be edified and ministered. And this is being done with, you know, professionally and with excellence. Okay, so I pray that you have a great rest of the week and God bless. Thank you for listening. And I encourage you, you know, also, if you feel led to by the Holy Ghost to fast, let this be a confirmation. Let this be some clarity to you of what fasting really entails and go forth and get your breakthrough. Okay, I love you. Have a great rest of the week. Bye.